Physicians may believe that a test or procedure is medically necessary, but payers, including Medicare and Medicaid, ultimately make the final determination regarding medically necessary services. Captain Integrity Productions is excited to announce Bob Wade has joined the Tier 1 ranked national law firm of Nelson Mullins. But we are still Stark Integrity. Captain Integrity Production and the law firm of Nelson Mullins presents Stark Integrity, the Stark Law and Compliance Podcast. Stark Integrity explores the world of the Stark Law and healthcare compliance with our nationally recognized Stark Law, Fraud, and Compliance Attorney, Bob Wade. Bob has a national healthcare legal and compliance practice that focuses on the minions of the Anti-Kickback Statute, False Claims Act, and the Stark Law, including fair market value and commercial reasonableness. Although Bob is a law partner in the national law firm of Nelson Mullins, the views expressed in Stark Integrity are Bob's personal views and not the views of the firm, and they are not intended to be legal advice. Now, without further ado, I give you Captain Integrity, Bob Wade. Welcome to Stark Integrity, the Stark Law and Compliance Podcast. My name is Bob Wade, and I'm your host. Today, I'm going to be talking about medical necessity. And when I was in-house, it was interesting because this term, medical necessity, was thrown around. It was the services deemed to be medically necessary. You talk to a doctor, and a doctor may believe that a procedure is medically necessary, but for the most part, the payers are dictating what is deemed to be medically necessary. And so in this episode, I want to talk about How do we as lawyers or compliance officers deal with medical necessity as part of an effective compliance program or to assist our clients with medical necessity determinations? Medical necessity is a foundation to coverage by payers, including Medicare. And under the Medicare statute, the statute provides that I'm going to use air quotes, no payment may be made for any expenses incurred for items or services which are not reasonable and necessary for the diagnosis or treatment of illness or injury or to improve the functioning of a malformed body member. And that's coming from the Medicare payment rules. Now, historically, the determination of what is medically necessary for a patient was made between the treating physician and the patient. But in today's concept with respect to payers, the payers are determining what is medically necessary. Now, from a compliance and legal perspective, there is a distinction between what is deemed to be medically necessary and services that are billed to the government that were not provided 
accordance to appropriate medical standards. And I remember one of my conferences that I attended when I was early on as a compliance officer, and there was an assistant U.S. attorney, and he showed slides of patients that had ulcers in skilled nursing facilities where the bones were sticking out. And he actually said at the very beginning, he said, if you are squeamish about this issue, uh, please leave. But these were grotesque. And, you know, from that perspective, was the services rendered appropriate and medically necessary? Probably not, because it, it did not assist the patient with respect to their recovery in the skilled nursing facility. However, with respect to payers, payers have physicians who are analyzing the medical records. And this is the reason, and a lot of my episodes talk about the documentation requests that are coming from payers. So if you get a documentation request for a patient, you have to understand and assume that that medical record is going back to a physician who is going to look at you know, the, the services that were performed and determine whether or not the services performed were medically necessary and appropriate for the treatment of that patient. So let me give you one other example, and this is an example dealing with cataract procedures. And I had one doctor tell me one time that, you know, whether or not a patient needs to have cataract services or surgery is somewhat of a discretionary call. And the discretionary call is what we're focusing on for medical necessity. So we have to determine whether or not it is customary and acceptable with respect to the professional judgment of a normal physician. And here we're dealing with you know, physicians who are operating on eyes uh, for cataract surgery. Is that surgery medically necessary for that patient? As well as the implant of the lens into the eye of that patient is that implant medically necessary and consistent with the payer's recommendations. So going back to the cataract uh, surgeries, there are certain surgeries that you, know, you, you can implant the Medicare-approved lens, but the patient may want to have another more advanced lens. And so Medicare is making a determination as to what they believe to be medically necessary for that patient. But the patient may decide, and the physician may decide in consultation with the patient, that a more advanced lens is appropriate for that patient. So Medicare is making a determination as what is medically necessary for that patient, and, and Medicare will not pay above what the physician and patient have determined that they desire for that medical condition. When I discuss medical 
necessity and the appropriate treatment for certain ailments with my family and friends, the focus is usually on you know what the payer is going to pay. And I have always told my family and friends that the payer is only going to pay for what is minimally medically necessary. And if, if we desire a higher standard, and going back to the, the lens issue, that if we want to have a higher level of lens implanted into our eyes, then we have to pay for it because the payers are determining that the lowest level is medically necessary. But in consultation with our physician, we believe that we desire a higher level. So the bottom line in this discussion is just because a physician is recommending a certain service, number one, does not mean that their payer, Medicare, Medicaid, third-party payer, will recognize and pay for that service. And secondly, and this is the most important part, is that if the patient desires a higher level than what is deemed to be the lowest level from a medical necessity perspective, from the payer's perspective, then the patient needs to pay that difference. And this is the educational level where you know, patients need to be more informed regarding what is medically necessary versus what will the payer pay for. And I've heard this multiple times where somebody would say, well, my insurance company will not pay for that because they deemed it not to be medically necessary. And I will always look at them and say, do you want that procedure? And they would look at me and say, well, yes. But the payer is telling me that it's not medically necessary. And that is a third-party, sometimes for-profit, from the government's perspective, it's Medicare and Medicaid, making that determination. So payers should not be making those decisions for patients. Patients should be making that decision. And then you would look at what will the payer pay for? What will Medicare pay for? What will Blue Cross and Blue Shield pay for? And that, from my perspective, is the bottom line. And if I want a higher standard, then I have to pay that differential. So and, and here, I'm, I'm not slamming Medicare, Medicaid, third-party payers, including Blue Shield and Blue Cross. I'm just saying that they are setting a standard that they will pay for and then if we as patients desire a higher level of service then we have to pay for that difference and i think a lot of times in this country and when i was in-house i had a lot of patients coming to me and say well you know i had this procedure my doctor said it was medically necessary but my payer medicare medicaid Blue Cross and Blue Shield 
would not pay for it. So therefore, they are saying the procedure is not medically necessary, which is wrong. It is just that the third-party payer is making a determination that the service is not medically necessary for their, and I'm going to use air quotes again, their payment requirements. So just because a third-party payer, again, Medicare, Medicaid, third-party payers, will not pay for it does not mean that the service that the physician is recommending is not medically necessary. It may be medically necessary, and it may be what the patient desires, and it may be what the physician believes to be in the best interest of the patient. So that's an issue. So the next issue that I want to talk about, and this is the connection with the Stark Law, is that through the compensation methodology that we can compensate a physician for the services that the payers are deeming to be medically necessary. Now, if the patient decides that they desire a higher level of service versus the low level of medical necessity determination by the payer, then we can compensate the physician for that differential. But we have to have a methodology on how to do that. So if there's a procedure that the physician believes to be in the best interest of the patient and the patient desires that that service be rendered, but Medicare only pays, I'm using Medicare as an example, but Medicare will only pay a certain dollar amount, but the patient wants to pay the difference, then we should be able to compensate the physician for the enhanced payment for the service provided and what the, the physician and the patient believe to be medically necessary based upon the patient's desire and the physician's recommendation based upon the medical condition of the patient. And I've had this conversation with family members, and you probably have too, that the physician has recommended procedure X. And I would question my family member and said, well, did you talk to the physician about the alternatives uh, related to this procedure? And he said, well, no. The physician said, this is what I need, and therefore I am going to have whatever procedure that the physician requested or desired. Now, we are in control of what happens to us. And so in the consultation with physicians, we need to educate patients to be more involved in their medical decision-making. And yes, we can be controlled by the payers, and that's medical necessity, but we want to make sure that with the decisions we're making, that we are making decisions that we deem to be appropriate in consultation with our physician. So we can take the payers out of it and just say, okay, I understand. I am a Blue Cross Blue Shield beneficiary. 
So doctor, absent that, what would you recommend? And hopefully they're going to be honest with you and tell you exactly what they think to be medically appropriate for your condition. But the whole issue with medical necessity and you know stark integrity is talking about how we compensate physicians for that discussion. So those discussions should be occurring, and we would hope that there is a payment methodology for allowing that conversation to occur. And then if the patient and physician believes that a procedure that may not be 100% covered by a third-party payer is warranted, again, I'm going to use air quotes, medically necessary, then there needs to be a compensation methodology for that procedure. Now, the compliance hook here is that if we're billing the third-party payer, Medicare, Medicaid, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, and we have not documented consistent with the third-party payer's determination for medical necessity, then we cannot compensate the physician for that procedure. So that's the hook, that if we're going to be billing the third-party payer for that procedure, then we, as medical professionals or the physician or the hospital or whatever, they need to make sure that they are documenting consistent with the payer's determination of medical necessity. So now it's time for the three Captain Integrity Punch Points for this episode. Captain Integrity Punch Point number one is that payers make the medical necessity determination based upon their payment rules. And that does not dictate what the patient requires, which leads me into the Captain Integrity Punch Point number two, patients are in control. So patients can determine with consultation with their physicians what is deemed to be medically necessary uh, based upon their medical condition. And Captain Integrity Punch Point number three, and this is probably the most important from a Stark Law perspective, and that is we can compensate physicians based upon the payer's rules, so Medicare or Medicaid rules, but... If the patients desire something that is above and beyond what Medicare determines to be medically necessary, then we can compensate the physician for those services. So medically necessary is something that is determined by the payer, but we need to be cautious about making sure that the services being rendered are determined between the physician and the patient. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Stark Integrity, the Stark Law and Compliance Podcast. If you have any questions regarding this episode, the Stark Law, or healthcare compliance, you can contact me at bobwadecaptainintegrity at gmail.com or my law firm email address at bob.wade at nelsonmullins.com. 
You can review this and any other episode of Stark Integrity at the Captain Integrity website at captainintegrity.com. You can also follow me on LinkedIn under Bob Wade. I hope the three Captain Integrity punch points will help you with the Stark Law and compliance. In closing, remember that integrity depends on you and me.